This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. My name is Logan. And that, of course, means you're listening to another episode of The Crowncast. And we've been here before. We've done a lot of cool stuff on the show. We've talked to some pretty cool people. And today we have Ewan. Hello, Ewan. Hello. And Ewan, I, I hate to be the one to tell you this, buddy. I think you're one of the coolest guys in the world. But we have we have a special guest today, and he might just a little bit take take the cool guy title. Uh, we have Ben Bender. Hello, Ben. Hi, Logan. Thanks for having me. Hey, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Anyone who has uh, listened to the show will know that I am actually not the right person to be asking you questions because uh, uh, unfortunately or fortunately, I'm a big fan. It's pretty cool to be able to sit, you know, with the players you watch every day, but it's even cooler to be able to do. So, you know, I actually do have one of your jerseys. Oh, man. So Ewan is here to keep me honest, right? Ewan is here to make sure that I don't make you look too good. That I don't set you up too easy. Ewan's here to make it hard for you, all right? Perfect. He's no. the mediator. Ewan is the mediator. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not in the room, so <laughs> might be difficult. <laughs> yeah, Ewan has joined us today, again, from England. So shout out to you, Ewan, for uh, for helping to make this happen. Do we want to get sort of sort of just into the, the meat of it and welcome Ben as a, a new member of the Crowncast? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, Ben, here's, here's the, the setup, right? We brought you here under the expectations that you were going to be able to join us and chat with us about football. And uh, actually, we now have you've now signed a contract with us. You work for the Crown Cast. Very unfortunate for you. <laughs> uh, no, what we do is we make people honorary members of the Crown Cast, and we ask them to give out a crown to someone at Charlotte FC. We do this regularly. We regularly give out crowns to people we feel have really performed well. And you have a unique look at the club. So I'd like you to give us a crown and, and join us on the crown cast for someone at Charlotte FC. It could be a player, could yep. be one of the coaching staff, uh, could be somebody in the back room who does a really good job of, of making sure that you guys are taken care of. Who would you like to crown for Charlotte FC? Oh, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Um, that's a tough um, question to answer because I think... We have a really great club, really great organization, so many quality people and quality players, quality coaches um, throughout the whole team. Um, I think one player I've been really impressed with um, is is Derek Jones with his consistency the whole year. Um, if I were to give a crown, I'd say he's he's been so solid. Um, linking the play from the back line and then um he's just so strong and he's also a really good teammate and gives really good advice so i think i'd give i'd give dj uh that crown uh, that is really good to hear and might potentially answer one of the questions that we're going to ask you later we're still going to ask you but uh one one crown from ben bender to derek jones uh derek of all the crowns that you could have been given on the show probably take that one as a bit of an honor uh, let's move on and we're going to ask some of the questions that everybody will always want to know. And you've probably been asked these before, but we're going to ask them anyway. And that is you've been in a Charlotte FC Jersey for, for now a year and a half year and six months, something like that. Those are the same. Ignore me. Time is hard. Uh, what has been your favorite moment wearing a Charlotte FC Jersey? Oh, it's either, um, our first win and my first start and goal against New England Revolution. That was an unbelievable experience mm -hmm. um, to see 
the the fans go wild after uh, I think we dropped the first three games and then to be at home at the bank and to start that game and to get a goal in the second half was was amazing and I'm super uh, thankful for that moment uh, I'll look back on that for the rest of my life and either that or the Nashville game where um, it was 2-1 we were up and then um, Jalen, Lindsay, and I got subbed in and then we linked up for an assist and then we were able to um, score again and just to beat them 4-1 with a really convincing win was a super special moment, I think. One of those moments the whole team feels really good. Yeah, for sure. All right, Ewan, you want to get in here with a question? Yeah, yeah. I thought one of the uh, interesting things to ask would be, obviously, in this team, there's a lot of players with kind of different backgrounds coming from different setups and coming from different countries. So as far as it goes in terms of playing in a, the same team where there's maybe a language barrier uh, between the players, what is that like? Is there is there anything that you know you kind of use to overcome that? Any of the players who particularly kind of bridge that gap in the side? Just you know, interested to hear on that, uh, on that how that kind of is is managed on the pitch. Yeah, uh, I I think it's a really cool dynamic having so many different people from different countries, um, Ghana, Italy. Um, where else? Uh, Portugal, you know, you name it. So many different countries people come from and it's, it's a really special, um, environment. Um, and the, I mean, I, I actually did grow up learning some Spanish in school. Um, and then a little bit in high school. So I know some verbs and I can, I've I've been trying to conjugate (laughs) my verbs uh, in the right tense. So like guys like Enzo, Mora, Guzman, Pablo, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's awesome trying to speak Spanish with them. Cause I can have, oh yeah. And Carowin, we, uh, we talk a little bit too. Um, so it's, it's, it's a really cool thing because, um, it's something that we can, we can, uh, work on, even though it's, it's difficult, um, with the language barrier. Um, and we can, we can still get to know one another. Have you been taking lessons from any of them? Have any of them been like, Ben, sit down, you're going to learn Spanish. We're going to, we're going to make it proper so we can talk on the field. No one has really um, sat me down and like taught me like anything, but like when I ask them something in Spanish, like como se dice, like how do you say, and then I say whatever the word is, and then they'll tell me like in Spanish. So like they kind of get the the gist of it. So it's it's not super formal, but it's it's definitely still learning. Hey, that's how all language starts. Uh, that kind of leads us in, I think, well to our next question, and that is we see you guys on the field. And we just assume that you're all super tight and super close. Um, as far as it as your experience goes, is there anyone on the team that you've gotten really close to and and really formed a friendship with? Uh, yeah, I mean, from the start, I I'd, I'd say mainly the rookies and the younger guys. I think that's pretty natural. Um, I mean, Chris Hagart, Jalen, George, McKenzie. Um, I'm probably missing a couple others, but those. Those four guys um, and the and the younger guys, um, we would we would go out to dinner a lot last year, um, and and yeah, I'd say we we we've built a pretty strong friendship, and uh, yeah, it's it it definitely helps on the field also, because when you have that connection off the field, then you know you trust your your teammates even more on the field. So uh, as far as you and some of the younger guys go, I mean, Chris Hegart is direct competition for you on the field. So there's a, there's an element there of of pushing each other, and and also 
you know, potentially sharing time on the field, what's it like to to look at someone and go, hey, you're an obstacle to my time in theory, but yeah. also you're one of my friends. Yeah, I mean that's that's the tough part about professional soccer because we this is our job and and we we're all fighting for playing time, but at the same time, like my goal, I want to be a really good teammate. I want to push him. He probably wants to push me, and I think you know that sharpening of one another and sharpening yourself with with your other teammates is only going to make the team better. So I try not to look at it that way. Um, I just want to work as hard as possible. And yeah, I would love to play every minute of every game, but um, it's it's tough. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Very uh, well. Interesting that kind of that goes into the next question I was wanting to ask, which is whether it be kind of last season and your you know first season as a rookie in the team, or or this season now. Is there anyone in the team in particular who you see as a you know a mentor type to a, a young player like yourself? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the older guys. I mentioned DJ. Um, he's someone who, like, when I make a mistake, is really, really helpful um, to get your mental, the mental side of your game back on track. Like, if you make a bad pass, lose the ball, stuff like that, that's that's so crucial because when you give the ball away, the other team is going to punish you for it. Um, but DJ's, you know, always tells you next play, don't worry about that, you know, keep keep fighting, keep trying to get better. Um, and then he also tells me like stuff like positional, um, where to be on the field. So it's, it's definitely helpful. And then, yeah, a lot of, a lot of the older guys, um, I could name like Brant, Ashley, um, especially cause they're, they're in my position and midfielders and they're like, they're, they're a lot older than me. So it's, it's only good for me to, to sharpen myself against them because you know, they've been in the league. Ashley has the best experience in all of football, playing in the Premier League. Brant's been in the league for uh, six years, I think. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's it's yep. a great learning experience. Yeah, very established players there who, who can definitely be learned from. Uh, I'm going to move on sort of away from Charlotte FC for a moment. And that is I'm going to ask you not just who your favorite football player is in the world, but I'm going to say, hey, Ben Bender, let's say next year you go live wire and you become you just, for some reason everything lines up and you can pick whatever team you want to play with if you could pick one pro professional footballer out there right now that you would be able to go play with for a year who would you like to go play with mm, probably have to be uh kevin de bruyne or muller oh yeah i think Muller is the roundoiter, so he he's so good at finding space and being in the right position at the right time. Um, and De Bruyne is is the best assister in in the whole game. So being able to play alongside of them would be insane because they're the best of the best. And and maybe they're not the most athletic, but they have the game, the mental game down. So learning from them would be incredible. Yeah, Kevin De Bruyne, a, a relatively well-known name. If you yeah. don't know who Kevin De Bruyne is, just go watch literally any of the best passing videos in football from the last, what is it, like seven years that he's been yeah. absolutely decimating the Premier League. Uh, yeah, probably a, a pretty good shout, especially as someone who sort of plays in a similar uh, role and style to you. 
Uh, did these guys inspire you growing up? Did they help you develop your style? I wouldn't say growing up because I was watching Manchester United. Um, and oh, a like Manchester a, United fan? Rooney. Yeah, Rooney, Ronaldo. Oh, no. Giggs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, in the more recent years, I would say um, De Bruyne. So. Absolutely. Um, you want to go into some discussion questions, Ewan? You think it's about time for that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was, um, I mean, obviously preparing for this interview, there was, uh, you know, a particular part of uh, of your game that we wanted to get into, which was your football IQ and kind of innate sense for the game. Um, we were just kind of wondering, you know, you, you have this incredible innate skill to be in the right position at the right time to see passes that, Logan, who goes to games all the time, says that he doesn't even see from his high up position in the media. That innate skill, is that something that comes from a lot of kind of game film watching? Or is that something that comes from just, you know, maybe a youth coach told you this when you were growing up in the game, just something that you were born with, you know, or maybe it's a mixture of the two. I just, just, you know, interested to see where that comes from. Yeah. Appreciate the compliment. Um, <laughs> I, I think it comes from growing up and my two coaches that I had, um, you know, I would, I would practice many different passes. Like the, one of my coaches I had from U seven all the way up to U 14. And he would always talk about, um, cross your body pass through balls and all these things, um, trying to play forward turning. So, yeah, I, I mean, I really learned, the basics from him and and also my dad was was my first coach um but yeah and, and then i think um film really does help with that too i can remember a lot last year um like in preseason i sat down with latanzio and he would um he would tell me like what like when and where to pass the ball i can remember the first um scrimmage we had against granada and there was a time where I tried to play a through ball, but I should have played it to someone's feet. So the more the more detailed um, the game gets in in the pros, you know, you you have to be you have to be smarter with your your passes. So sometimes you you want to play a through ball and put someone in on goal, but maybe the right pass is to someone's back foot for them to dribble at another guy. So little things like that um, uh, help help me make those passes. So one of the things that that I like to say is the the joy of football is is you've never learned it, you're never yep. done, right? The the people who really love it, the people who, and I assume this goes for you players as well, uh, are constantly looking at what don't I know, right? What 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 is out there to still surprise me? And you know, one of the reasons I let you and ask this question is because he knew I would ramble if I got to ask you because when <laughs> I first showed up to Charlotte FC. Uh, you played a couple of balls that were were through into space that you know as as you and referenced, I didn't see. And one of the coolest experiences as media is that we get to learn from you guys, right? We get to learn from Latanzio, we get to learn from you guys, and seeing players who at at such a young age are capable of visualizing the field in a way that you know even from our height we don't necessarily have the ability to see is a really really yeah. cool experience. How for you do you keep track of everyone on the field, right? Because some of those balls you're playing to people you physically cannot see. Yeah. Um, it's tough. It's tough because the game moves really fast. 
Um, sometimes it might not look like it when you have a bird's eye view, but when you're down there on the field, the game really moves fast. And the biggest thing is checking your shoulder and, and taking in information. When you have that information before you get the ball, you can do better things with it and make better decisions. Justin Miram is a guy, um, another guy I also forgot to add, um, hmm. who's, who's helped me since he's gotten here. It's only been three to four weeks since he's been here. Um, but yeah, he's, he was telling me the other day that he takes like four different looks. Like he, he he's looking at the opposition like three passes in advance to when he's receiving the ball. So he was saying when I think Nate had the, like Nate Byrne had the ball at right back or something. Um, he was looking like three passes in advance to see how the, how the opposition was moving, what his next pass was going to be, if he could play forward, if he had to play a one-time pass back. So, yeah, I would say really, really taking in that information and, and learning, um, you, you know, stu studying the opposition before beforehand too helps too um, to, to figure out what the best passes are. And then, yeah, I mean, growing up watching highlights of, of the best players do it, like Xavi, Iniesta, De Bruyne. Like the, I remember watching highlights of Barcelona playing Man U and Xavi would play, Xavi and Iniesta would play these balls to David Villa um, on his, like hard on his back foot and just little, little things like that. You know, it looks easy, but in the game, they're, they're looking before they get the ball and then they know what they want to do with it. Yeah. So all of that stuff played uh, into those passes. It shows the work you've put into the game. Uh, it's one of those things that obviously, you know, as, as players, you can always improve, but uh, it, that, that imagination that you have, that ability that you have has not just, it has captured obviously the Charlotte FC fans attention and it is fun to watch on the field. I'm going to move on here uh, to another one of my questions. And uh, that is you have a relatively unique experience, especially at the grounds of Charlotte FC at the bank. Every club in history has the young guy who made their name there, right? Uh, at, at some clubs out there, you could talk about people like Bukayo Saka. Uh, you could talk about people like Emil Smith-Rowe. Uh, out at other clubs, you know, like Manchester United, I'm sure you could talk about someone. I, I wouldn't know who that is. Yeah. But <laughs> at Charlotte, that guy is you. The first sort of very young player to come in and, and be the, the guy who, as, as a young man, made a big difference in a game stamped their name on the Bank of America Stadium. What was it like for you to have, you know, I wrote this question down to be thrust in the spotlight, but maybe the better way to say it is, what was it like for you to have earned that spotlight and have to, to deal with the spotlight afterwards? Um, well, it's, it's kind of crazy to me that like people will come up to me and say like, can I get a picture with you and, and stuff like that, like off the field, like a couple of times when I was in South end, a couple of people asked me for that. And I was just thinking in the back of my head, I was just in college last year, like just playing for my college team and going to school. Like why, why do these guys see any value in, in taking a picture with me? But yeah, it's, it's an honor um, to be able to represent the city of Charlotte and, and Charlotte FC 
Um, and it was, a, it was an amazing first year and, and to be able to make that impact um, and to score a couple goals and have some assists was, was really awesome. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, as you know, you, I, I don't have any um, social media, so mm-hmm. I try and stay off of that and, and um, just work hard and, and I don't really pay attention um, to the spotlight too much you. because, um, you know, I, I need to work hard and, and earn, earn my play. So you, you like to keep your head down and, yeah. and focused. And that's probably a very, very intelligent way to go about it. So a question for you from the fans perspective is that is a lot of people. So an example here is Brandon Cambridge just had an explosive entrance onto the Charlotte FC scene, right? It's hard yeah. to, to have a, a larger entrance than scoring a brace to help yeah. win a game that was otherwise lost for the fans who want to support Brandon, who want to support you. What is, what is the good way to go out and support, right? Because sometimes, you know, going, Oh, well, they're going to score another brace the next game. They're going to score. Sometimes yeah. it's, it's not good to put unrealistic expectation down. Yeah. What, what should fans know about breaking onto the scene and what actually helps you guys feel motivated? Well, that's a, that's a tough one because, you know, people say fans hate you and love you um, at the same time, because when you're doing well, um, you know, they love you, but when you're not doing so well, then, then they're going to be upset with you and, and uh, you know, maybe not say the best things, but they should know that, you know, day in and day out that we're putting the work in um, and that when we do make mistakes, we're really upset about it and we want to get better. And, um, yeah, I mean, I've seen it since day one, Brandon Cambridge coming in. Um, he's always been a guy that, you know, wants to go one V one at you and, and make something happen. And that's something really exciting for me to watch. Like in training, there's a three V two, um, drill that we do in training. And, uh, sometimes like Brandon would be going one against two in the, in this drill and he would be coming out of those situations. And it was, it was super impressive because he's, he has that pace. He has scissors that he throws out and, and he's super dynamic. Um, and so, yeah, I would, I would just say, you know, the, I see it every day in a guy like Brandon, like he, he puts his head down, he works hard and he's not going to score a brace every time he comes into the game, but he's going to give everything he has. So, and the same for me. Yeah. You guys are certainly going to go out there and try you uh, and do you want to go for the next one? Yeah, just uh, almost off the back of that, you talk about, you know, those, you know, areas of just, you know, trying to keep improving. You say you keep off social social media, just trying to keep improve on the pitch. Is there any particular area, whether it be in the off season or, or during this season, either yourself or via the coaching staff, a particular area of your game where you've put in an emphasis of saying, right, I want to get better at this. Or, you know, I need to work on this, whether that be, like I say, yourself or the coaching staff approaching you and saying, we want you to work on this. Is there anything in particular uh, that you've been working on? Yeah, I've said it many times. Um, The biggest thing that I was working on last year was protecting the ball because the college game, there's so much more space and time. But in the pros, the space is closed down a lot quicker. So protecting the ball and when you don't have a good first touch, um, using your body to get in between 
um, the other player and the ball is is huge. Um, yeah, and that's something that maybe fans don't realize um, makes you a better player. Is is the best midfielders don't lose the ball, um, and that's something that that's super important. And and Latanzio has told me about that since since last year, and that's something that I've been really really trying to work on. And I think I have gotten better at it um, this year. And and one of the ways I was working on that was was getting in the gym, trying to get stronger, um, using my arms to to protect the ball. A lot of people don't realize that you need to use your arms when when other players are coming at you because sometimes you don't get that that chance to to check your shoulders and and you need to use your arms and feel the other player and and protect it pr- protect the ball. That's really interesting. Uh, one of the players that you've already talked about is incredibly good at this skill, uh, and that is you can send like 12 people at Derek Jones and you're not going to get the ball off yeah. of him. Has, has Derek been able to help you with this in some ways? Oh, yeah, for I, sure. Yeah, he he always tells me how to position my body, and sometimes in training, I'll even go at him and, and give him a little kick just to, <laughs> just to rough him up because he needs it because not a lot of people can take the ball from him. So I'll go in really, really hard against him. Is there, is there like a chalkboard in the Charlotte FC like locker room? Number of times I've solo taken the ball off of Derek Jones. Oh, ben Bender, one. <laughs> we, we should start that. I, I'm not going to lie. I want to see it. Please follow up with us. Like let this run for six months and send us a picture, okay? Because uh, I, I want to know as hard as it seems to be for other teams, I want to know how many times he gets taken down in training. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to move on to the next one here. And let's say a little bit more towards the recent events section. Obviously, Charlotte FC had a tough start to this season. A lot of results didn't necessarily go the way uh, they were expected. There were a lot of injuries. We saw a lot of rotation and goalkeeping. We saw a lot of people come in and out of the team. When you have this sort of turnover, can you tell us what your experience was like inside the training room, inside the dressing room, uh, when you have uh, essentially a club in turmoil? Yeah, it's it's tough. That's when you see how strong you really are and how strong the group group is. Um, you know, it started off really tough in preseason. I mean, it started off really good, but then when we lost Anton, that was that was super hard for all of us. Um, because he was a, a really big player, um, and, and really big player and really big leader, um, off the field too. So I think that definitely brought us down as a group, um, more than a lot of people realize, um, because, you know, everyone expects you to win right away. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it was tough losing that first stretch of games and, and not, not seeing light at the end of the tunnel, but, you know, you have to believe in, in the project of the coaches and, and how they want to play and um, believe that eventually things will turn um, in our favor. And, and that's what hap- that's what's happened recently. So we're going to continue on that path. Um, we're, we're working hard every day. Um, you know, one thing that we, we talked about in preseason was trying to win a lot more away games because in the past – Last year, we were really bad in away games. And this year, it's been a completely different story. I think we've given much better games. And yeah, I mean, we've 
we won our last away game. So yep. it's, it's looking pretty good for us um, away from home. That's really good to hear. One of the things that I particularly wanted to ask is Latanzio looks like he wants to play a very modern style of the game. You know, you're, you're getting inverted fullbacks uh, down on the, the right back situation where Harrison Awful is consistently moving into the midfield and taking up space in the midfield. Uh, there's sort of an, an offensive press that's relatively high. It looks a lot like the Manchester City sort of style of football. And my question for you is, have you sat down with Latanzio and said, where do I fit into this role? You know, what's what's my position in a team that eventually grows into this more attacking, more fluid game? Yeah, we've we've talked a lot on the field. Uh, mm-hmm. I've talked to all of the coaches about it. And yeah, they I don't want to talk too much mm-hmm. about the tactics, but pretty much um, staying in the pocket, um, a little bit more attacking because I'm more attacking minded and um one unit creates the the chance and then the other unit goes to score the goals. So when the ball's on the right wing, that means it's it's time to get in the box. So for me, that's that's one of my favorite things because I I like to see the play develop on the other side and then, you know, change change the speed of my run to try and attack the ball at the right time. So that's what I'm hoping for um more in the future uh, in the rest of the season. That is awesome. Ewan, do you have any final questions you want to get to before we jump into the lightning round? Yeah, yeah. I was just going to uh, ask off the back of that. And obviously you say you don't want to get too much into the tactics and that obviously makes 100% sense. You don't want to give the uh, the whole kind of plan away with that. But just in terms of, we mentioned there with the pressing stuff, you know, in terms of the last year, year and a half of you being a professional and spending the majority of that under Latanzio who likes to play with that aggressive press, how much have you learned about the game from an out of possession perspective versus obviously being a playmaker, getting on the ball, wanting to score goals, get assists? How much have you learned about playing out of possession, pressing, sitting in certain situations, pressing triggers since you've become a pro? Yeah, a huge part um, is is out of possession um, because when the other team has the ball, Every every team has quality players, so they can punish you at any time if you're not um, in the right position, ready to jump, ready to press. Um, one thing um, he always says is, "Move as the ball is as move is moving." So travel with like when when the ball gets played backwards, you're stepping up and and taking space. So you you can't just sit back because you might feel more comfortable. And more solid, but you know that might be the worst thing for the team because if you're not putting pressure on the ball, then the other team, you know, center backs might play a ball over the top and and beat you in one pass. So there's so many little details um, for the game, like without the ball, that I've learned um, the timing of pressing, um, you know, going in to win the ball, not just being there just to be there and giving half effort. So yeah, a lot of those things. And, and I think, um, I'm still learning those things and, and I want to, I want to keep building, building on them. Let's, uh, let's step away from this here for a little bit, because we have sort of one of the last things we're going to do is just a fun round. We're going to do a lightning round. So we're going to ask you just answer off the top of your head. No explanations. Uh, are you ready for it? I'm ready. All right. You're going to get choices. All right. Premier League or La Liga? Premier League. 
PlayStation or Xbox? Xbox. Beach or mountains? Oh, man. <laughs> Five, uh, four. Beach. Three. All right. Cake or pie? Pie. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Phone calls or texts? Mm, texts. Which chore do you hate the most, laundry or dishes? Dishes. Uh, horror movies or comedy movies? Comedy. Passenger or driver? Driver. Pizza or wings? Pizza. Oh, we've got our first pizza. <laughs> <laughs> we have our first pizza, man. That's uh, we'll, we'll ask you questions about that later. Oh, I uh, can't wait. <laughs> and then uh, really sort of our final thing to wrap it up for the day before we say all the thanks for joining us is that is everyone is going to want to know. Tell us about how you're feeling. Obviously, there was an injury. You know, what can you tell us about the updates you have? Yeah, so I sprained my ankle in Atlanta um, in the last couple minutes of the game. I was just going in for a tackle, and then my my ankle got stuck in the turf, and I I rolled it. So it was fortunately it, it wasn't a high ankle sprain, so it's looking better, and uh, I should be good to go um, within the next couple of days. So I've been I've been training, getting back on the field, and getting back to fitness. So I'm looking forward to it. That is. Fantastic. That means that you all can look forward to seeing Ben Bender relatively soon. We're not going to put an exact date on it. You and any final thoughts, questions from you? No, all good. All good. Just, uh, yeah, really, really appreciate the time, man. It's been, uh, it's been awesome. Ben, uh, any, any final things you want to shout anyone out? Anyone you want to say thank you to? Anything like that? No, just thanks for having me um, on the podcast. This has been awesome to talk to you guys. We hope that you have enjoyed it. We will go ahead and say thank you to Ben Bender. We will also tell you that if you have decided to spend this time with us, we love you. We know you have lots of things that you could be doing and you spend this time with us. If you want to find us online, you can find us on Instagram at the underscore crown underscore cast. And you can find us on Twitter at the underscore crown cast. I think we got it all done. We're going to play. We're going to play Philly shortly. So we're going to be talking to you for a post react after we play Philly. Very unfortunately, Ben will not be with us for that one, but we hope that uh, that you have enjoyed it. That's all for now. We will talk to you after we take our next three points from Philadelphia Union. Goodbye. Love it. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com. dot com.